Hey, what's going on, everybody? Just another month here at Bad Anime Podcast. Except for it isn't, baby, because we got a whole month of Hideki Anno to get through. That's right. This month is Anno Month. If you do not know Hideki Anno, he's the legendary creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion and all the Evangelions to follow. And although Evangelion will be on the top of our list to tackle this month, the final week we have reserved for a separate show directed by Hideki Anno before Neon Genesis Evangelion. And ain't that fun. So happy auto month, you kids. En enjoy the, the show or whatever it is. The audio presentation. Something like that. What is on Shinji's hand? It's bad. Anime. I'm John. That's Rob. Go watch part one. All right. Um, everybody. Uh, okay. Welcome back. Okay. Uh, Breaking uh, format for the first time. Bad anime. So what I was saying is that I, I feel like I'm a person that needs to have everything, not necessarily spelt out to them, but I would like to know everything about the plot. Right. And there are so many things that Hideki, Hideki Anno did yes. in this show right. that were very fascinating mm -hmm. in terms of the plot structure okay. and what everything is, like what is Nerve? What is Sele? How do they relate to each other? Kind right. Of, what are the Avas? Why were they built? What is human instrumentality? What is human instrumentality? <laughs> That's wow, the, that was a lot of teeth when you said is. the big fucking question <laughs> I have <laughs> over God. this whole thing. And I, I cannot get, I probably, this is probably the most fired up I'm going to get other than when we talk about Toji. Because, <laughs> I, 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 because. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Toji. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Let's talk about the last two episodes of Evangelion. Yeah, sure. Okay. While I was watching them, I can't say that i didn't like them okay but i just felt like i missed something you know yeah, yeah like there was something that i just didn't watch that now and now i'm just in this space for 40 minutes right um one of my and this comes to one of my big critiques of the show okay big critique human instrumentality fine you can you can spend the entire series talking about it and tell not tell me what it is. Right. I might be okay with that. Okay. I might be okay with that. What I'm not okay with, right, is starting the last two episodes in that very art housey style yeah. and running with it without giving it a trigger. Yeah. Without having somebody at Sele, somebody at Nerv, something somewhere, or somebody pressing a button that says, This is the beginning of the human instrumentality project. And then it begins from there. The the fact that we didn't get that, quite frankly, pissed me off. Because <laughs> at the end of the show, I can right. understand how maybe some people would have really liked that and kind of getting thrown into that. But mm -hmm. for me, it felt completely unwarranted, unbased. And by the end of it, I was like, even if this was a good way to end the show, yeah, it had no trajectory. There was nowhere that it said human instrumentality is starting now. Right. At the end of Ava, that changed. It was a little different. Yeah, it was a little And I clearer. appreciated that. Right. But in the show, it went from 24 to 25, and I was just saying to myself, did it ha is it this? Is mm -hmm. this human instrumentality? Mm -hmm. If there was some kind of scene where Gendo or Sele said, human instrumentality, it is upon us, or it begins now, yeah. I would completely understand and completely be fine for the last two episodes, but I wasn't. Gotcha. I was the complete opposite where, for me, I adored the fact there was no warning. That it just happened because, like, partway through 25, I realized what was going on. I'm like, wait. No! Because in 25, they gave you the hints. 
because you saw Ritsko's corpse. You saw Masato's corpse. Sure. They flashed up. I'm like, wait. Yes. What? I distinctly remember seeing the corpses. Yes. And that was a part that I was like, when are they going to get to that? And see, this is the big dichotomy, I feel like, with the ending. Gotcha. I, the, the times that I've read online, I feel like this is perfect for us because you and yep. I are on the exact opposite sides of the fence. Obviously. Love it. Um, which is why I love this conversation because, right, the end of the show put uh, such an emphasis on the characters. Right? Yes. And the emotions of the characters. Right. And how the show ended was very much on these characters and them reaching their place. Right. right? The parts that they flash, like the part like Misato dead and Misato shot and Ritsuko shot and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was significantly more interested in that. Gotcha. In the ending. I was significantly more interested in, okay, what's actually happening during yeah, all yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is the idea of this whole event? What is human instrumentality? What did Sele do? What did Nerv do? What is the behind the scenes behind all of this? Right. I was significantly more interested in all of that than all of the kind of um, mind diving that this show did on, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. on the main characters, which I, I overall, I thought it was beautiful. I appreciate yeah. it. And yes. when the show finished, my exact thought process for 24 hours was, fuck this show. Fuck this show so much. I fucking hate this show. I hate this show. The show's fucking terrible. 10 out of 10. <laughs> That was my entire thought because I knew because oh I knew when watching it I was frustrated because yes. I was like show me what's actually happening yeah but, but the I thing knew, is that you cared I knew I cared and yes. I appreciated that they dove yep. that deep into these characters right. even Ray right yes and I was like wow this is amazing some of the best kind of character work I've ever seen in a show mm -hmm. but the part of me that needed finality right the part of me that needed just like a plot and the plot that. To his credit, Hideaki Anno yeah. built up so well that he did. to be concluded mm -hmm. and to have some sense of tell me the origins of this. <laughs> tell me the origins. Did not happen. Who's Adam? Who's Lilith? Mm. What the fuck is a spear of Longinus? Yeah. Like, I don't know any of that. And I, I did not feel good feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And that's why this anime is so different from so many others because it yeah. was comfortable in letting me feel that way. Yes. Yes. A lot of anime is like, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to show you about it. And the way this anime just completely disregarded all of my hopes about it yep. made me, for some reason, like it more. Yep. And I, I feel exactly the same way. It's weird because we, we're at different spots. We, we have different startings on the ending, but I feel like we end up in the same spot. Which is amazing here, yes, because our, our journeys to our... We, it's amazing because we... The easiest an analogy I can use is we started at the same um, origin. We got to the same destination. We had very different routes to get there. Yes. For me, uh, mine was more straight lined where, again, like I said in the, like I said in part one, I didn't, I, I'm just comfortable not knowing. Again, my, for a decade, my favorite anime was a 22 minute, 29 minute OVA that really didn't tell you anything. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that as long as I can understand what the characters are going through. And if I can get enough of the gist, like, okay, these, these two entities are responsible for creating human life, and they can be capable of destroying it. So I got, like, general gist. I'm like, okay, in. I can understand that much. You know, sorry. Ooh, boy, beer. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm, the, I'm, not an, I'm not a very nuts and bolts type of viewer. I, if, as long as I can get the general idea, I'm in. And for Ava, I got the general idea. Let me say right now, 
I'm not claiming I understand Ava. <laughs> There's a difference. Yes. I got the idea to truly understand Ava, especially on the first viewing. I mean, if you're either a Mensa member or insane, no in between. Yeah. Absolutely no in between. But yeah, when I first watched episode 25 and 26, particularly episode 25, because that was one of the fastest feeling anime like episode anime episode experiences i've ever had it was very because fast. i've had a lot of anime when you hit the mid roll i'm just like oh fucking god move on i have 13 more minutes yeah ava i blinked once and i saw ava's little uh little body twirling in the moonlight i'm like it's over yeah the the, the mid roll the mid credit thing showed up where, where was this yeah i got yep. so lost in 25 like I just wasn't really ready for it because uh, like i said i knew the ending got artsy that's what i was told so i'm like okay what are they gonna do here i didn't expect that but i have to bring it back down a little bit because the fucking straight up slice of life sequence in oh, episode 25 yeah there's been a spin-off manga set in that world wow and i can't wait to eventually read it that's phenomenal because my god that was adorable and I, this is where I can bring up the dub again. The Netflix dub. The Netflix dud, d- dub did that scene good. It was good. It's what the original was. I loved the original dub of that scene. Interesting. The original dub of that scene was hysterical. They put a lot more, because it's supposed to be funny. And they really amped up the comedy. They did not translate the lines one for one. And I imagine Amanda Wynn Lee was a script supervisor on this. She played... Uh, Ray in the original ADV dub. She did a lot of production work on the series and she had several roles in the Burn Up franchise. Fun. Uh, yes. What? Yes. Cool. And she played Ray very much the same way as um, I forget the actress who played her, uh, actor or actress who played her in um, uh, in, the, in the Netflix dub. She was very good. But Amanda Winley, like I said, played it the same. However, she's very good at the over the top kind of valley girl kind of like you know la you know kind of bratty type character yeah i see which uh-huh. he played a lot in burn up uh-huh. during the d- dream sequence she gave that full treatment to ray have i ever Ooh. shown you that clip no oh we're watching that like immediately Amazing. But, but anyway and they changed up the lines in the dub and it was hysterical that's where the infamous line was because in in because you're in the original japanese and in this and in the netflix dub when confronted by Asuka, it's like, you're the one Flash, you're the one who flashed Shinji. A Ray's response was, are you to an item or something? In the ADV dub, they changed the line a little bit. Uh-huh. The line was, oh, who are you and why are you defending him? Are you riding his baloney pony? <laughs> cried. Baloney pony. Absolutely cried. Because it's the oh same meaning, God. same line, but, you know... Made more understandable for American audience wow. and played up the comedy present in the scene. Um, can I go on a tangent here about the ADV dub versus the Please original? go on a tangent. Take Sh- it. Sure. Um, I really like the Netflix dub. I think I screwed up the last sentence. I said original versus ADV. That's the, that's the, that's the, that is the original. Netflix versus the ADV. Yes. Um, go on your tangent. Yes. I, I thought everyone in the Netflix dub was very good. Um, I, uh, who, uh, whoever played um, Shinji, I forgot their name. But they were excellent. I loved uh, their ability to make Shinji actually sound like a 14-year-old boy. Because Spike Spencer was really good. He was great whenever Shinji had to scream. 
But in the normal, more normal dialogue scenes, is very clearly a twenty-plus-year-old man playing mm. a, a kid. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Was it? Was it? I think it was Tiffany Grant who played um, Asuka. And it's kind of the same thing in there. Like it was an adult woman playing a child. And again, I loved how in, the, in this Netflix dub they actually sounded like children, which is really cool. My only, one of my only critiques of the dub, I don't know if this was direction or if it was just um, the act, the actor's choice, but whoever played Masato, um, one element of Masato's character is very still present in the animation, so you still got the. But I wish they played up a little more. I think, was it Allison Keith? Is that her name who played, or played her originally? I don't know. But anyway, I'm throwing a lot of names around here. Sure, I, I, yeah, I, I know. know. But Go ahead. They, in the Netflix dub, I didn't get as much as the sense that Asuka's, sorry, that Masato is a bit of a goofball. Hmm. That's her thing. That's part of her character. She's a goofball. And especially in the first 10 episodes, you know, like, hey, she's, you know, just kind of a goof. I, I, I do like the, the, um, first 10 episodes in that way where Masato just comes home and just like rips like 10 beers and yes. just hangs out and you're just like, this is cool. Exactly, <laughs> I, exactly. I like this Masato. I love work. this. I think she's kind of a goofball and I felt that they played her a little too straight in the Netflix dub, unfortunately. Uh-huh. That's my only like real critique of the dub. There's a whole contra- a controversy about Kaudu and Shinji mm. because the way they translated one particular line versus how the ADV tra- tra- translated the line. I think both translations were applicable. And they both mean- named the same thing. But we'll get to that more when we oh, get to Kaoru. We'll get to Kaoru, too. I, compl- yep. I almost forgot about Kaoru. Yep. Anyway, so that's all I can wow. say. For- that's all I'm going to say for now about the, uh, the the dubs. I thought Netflix was good. It mm. was good. Uh, everyone needs to stop hating on it so much. I get it's not the original, but, you know, it had its it had its positives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Definitely. I, I think for now, what we could do is uh, talk a bit about some of the side characters. Because I, I think we've, we've done a lot of talk about the main cast, the main cast. And I think we can really break it down to our side characters and kind of who helped push thing along, push this thing along. And we talked about Kaji, of course. I mean, there are a lot of like different characters I'd like to get into. I mean, there's like, of course, like uh, Professor Fuyutsuki. That's oh, yeah. right. I remembered his name. Good job. Um, there's, you know, like uh, Toji's friend, um, the guy with the camera. There's uh, Toji. There's uh, th- that girl that liked Toji. I mean, you're forgetting Pen Pen, so now I'm reconsidering this entire podcast. Pen Pen. Well, we have a theory. You have a theory that when Pen Pen leaves the show, yeah. things things really start to go down. Well, um, yeah, there is there is a scene where um oh I forgot it I forgot I rambled this one time where um mm-hmm. yeah I mean I have to go back and uh, this 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 thing might be a little unfounded, but uh, from what I remember personally, there's a great little scene where I think I think it was Masato gave Pen Pen a hug or. Or Masato said, "Come here, Pen Pen," and he just like bailed. Yeah, and that's like the last we saw of Pen Pen. He was right, just like I'm out. Right before the series got very heavy. So yeah. once Pen Pen exited the story, things got dark. Or Pen Pen finally maybe realized that he was a fucking penguin living in Tokyo Three, which is a nuclear hot city. So he left. But he had his own little refrigerator room. He did have a refrigerator room. He also had a collar, which I could really appreciate. They didn't say Pen Pen, but it said Pen Squared. Yeah. Um. That that was just really funny. I have nothing else to say about Pen Pen, but uh, boy. You have nothing else to say about Pen Pen? I don't either. <laughs> I just love But Pen. I do want to dive into Toji a little bit. Yes, you mentioned this in part one. You're big on Toji? Big, you, big you, had notes. Weird, you had notes. I have things about Toji. Okay. 
Okay. So, right, uh, this kind of primarily lives in the first 10 episodes to 12 episodes, as we talked about, about how there's kind of this semblance of, like, school life, right? Yeah, definitely. And how Shinji's trying to make some friends, or, like, makes friends eventually. You have Toji and then that other kid with the camera that I can't remember his name. For the I, um, I, I did very little research for this episode. I yeah. wanted to come in as raw and emotional as possible. No, that's fine. Uh, and it's fine that we don't remember his name because he just doesn't matter. Um, and in, that's, in, in the original series, no. That's kind of one of my one of my big gripes about that whole idea. I mean, like they're all in school together. Yeah, it seems like they're all grouped together because right. they are possible Ava pilots. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, as far as I know, everybody's mom had died in that in that school, or possibly, or like Toji's mother didn't like wasn't alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shinji, of course. And uh, there's a little talk about that. They don't really dive into it much. No, no, no. But overall. The school scenes are kind of just like an interest to get a, a, another part of Shinji's life. Yeah, and kind of like and even Oscar and Ray's. Yeah, Oscar and Ray as well. Yeah. Um, and then you get uh, you get characters like that guy with the camera who really just doesn't matter, and unfortunately just really does not matter. But then you get somebody like Toji, mm. who kind of sat at a very interesting point in the series where he's part of Shinji's life in terms of school. But then he's also selected to pilot Ava Unit 3. And and remember that at first Toji hated Shinji because yes. he hated all Ava pilots because his sister almost got killed yeah. in an Ava battle. Exactly. So he hated Shinji at first. He gave him the big old punch to the face key. Yep. 100%. And I, I think that my whole thing on Toji, right, is that one episode where he does pilot Ava Unit 3. Yes. Then something happens. Oh, with it, Ava. It, was, it was. Yeah, it was. It was three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And something happens with Ava Unit Three. Yeah. That it goes might go berserk or something. Berserk. I don't. But remember. it goes berserk, or it's possessed by an angel, or it's taken control of by an angel, or something like that. And it remember. starts. It, it basically just starts going wild, and they yep. have to fight Unit Three. Yep. So and the entire time Shinji does not know that Toji is the pilot of Unit Three. And they keep telling him, "Yeah, no one's in there. You're fine." Yeah. Right. And he, of course, bashes Unit Three. Yep. And only to find it at the end that Toji was inside. Making him very angry and him yeah. threatening to leave for like the upteenth time, right? I think it was only the second or third, but I don't remember. <laughs> it felt <laughs> like more, but it but did. It, I get it. Yeah, it, it happened did. a lot, but uh, that that happened right, and then like he he notices that Toji's inside it, and we basically don't see Toji for the rest of the series. Mm. But he's not dead. No, which is wrong. Which is wrong. You just love it when people die. And I, why would he be alive? Yeah. I think that that was such a missed opportunity in the show is like, why present Toji as this character? Yeah. Why give him so much buildup? Yeah. Why make him the pilot of Ava Unit 3 and right. never see him again in the show if he doesn't die to further the stakes? Yeah. And I think he was the perfect character to die to further the stakes or right. to further Shinji's hatred of his father. Yeah. I, I the, the way that that didn't happen made me mad because I was like... Why are you going to present this whole thing if yeah. you just kind of kind of forget about yeah, it? Yeah, if you're going to not really you know? have him, yeah, yeah. That was my whole thing about the whole school life is, you know, it did kind of present an interesting alternative. Like, Shinji's trying to live this life of being a regular kid, kid yeah, yeah. but also a as an Ava pilot. But it really just didn't hit. Yep. Okay. It really just didn't have a payoff for me at all. Okay. And it really didn't further the stakes of anything, having Toji in that position. Um, I mean, it's further to the stakes where, like, Shinji's reaction. Really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because Shinji yeah. was um, distraught. He was distraught. You would have thought that Toji died. Right. But if, if Shinji killed Toji, higher stakes, right? Higher stakes, yeah. But I don't know if you... Shinji would have been freaking out a little more, I yeah, think. Exactly. Things would have been a little more, like, off the rocker. Yeah. Um, but just Toji's position in the show was so weird. Yeah. 
it was nice to get that kind of civilian yep. idea of like what it's like to live in Tokyo 3. Right. While all of this just Ava stuff is going on and yeah, like yeah. while all these giant robots are coming in to yeah. try to destroy the city. Or, or you routinely have to like get into a shelter. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it was nice to have that kind of perspective, but it, it didn't really do anything. Yeah. Overall. And uh, that's kind of one of that's well, a big critique of the series for me. Okay. For, no, for me, I, I think Toji's character was really just there to push uh, Shinji along. I mean, because in my mind, it, I didn't really mind the fact he survived because Shinji, based on Shinji's reaction, I mean, he was basically dead. I mean, yeah. Shinji reacts Shinji react in very much the way, like, if he did kill him. Yeah. So sure. I didn't really mind that personally. I was like, all right, whatever. Toji had his time in the spotlight. Now you're gone. Because it's like, yeah. we have we have some darkness to get to. You might want to get out of the way, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did, thankfully. Things are getting very, um, very dark and weird very fast. But yeah, I, my point being that he, like, if he died, it would have been... You would have liked it more if It would have been all that strong. That's fair. That's I fair. thought it would have been stronger. That's fair. If he died. Okay, uh, I, I can understand that. I can generally And he wasn't doing anything for the rest of the series, so, like... All right, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, why. And we still need to find out the name of the camera guy. Yeah, I don't know. He was on, He was a whole other character that I was just like, whatever, man. No, he, <laughs> but, he was there to be the, the bridge between... Oh uh, yeah, Shinji and Toji. He was kind of like somebody like in the first part of the show. You were like, okay, what's gonna happen? And the end of the show, you just didn't think about him at all. Yeah. Um. Same thing with uh. We don't even get a name, but class rep. The class rep. Yeah. yeah. We don't. We don't know. Um. But on the other hand, some other side characters that were very interesting. Uh, Professor Fuyutsuki. Yep. It's a very interesting character because he, of course, uh, as you could tell from the first time that he was introduced, had a huge boner for Yui. Yep. Um. Was big on Yui. Wanted to. Definitely. Do stuff. Love and marry Yui for a very long time. But then Gendo swept in. And then took Yui's last name. See, that's a, that, that, that hit me when I'm like, whoa, really? That's, like, that, that, boy. That's, that's a great, especially, you know, that's just a great way to show like, hey, this guy fucking loves this girl. Yep. Yep. And I, I think that that will even come back to an argument later, of course, in the end of Ava. Yeah. I think Professor Fuyutsuki plays an interesting role in the end of Ava. Too. He does. Yeah. Um, as he does throughout the series, I mean, th- there is that one episode that kind of dives into the background behind him, right? And and and, and, and Gendo and you and Yui. So that was a cool little episode. Yeah, that was interesting. I it didn't do a lot for me at the time because I was like, what are they actually talking about? Okay. But after I like watched the end of the show, I was like, okay, I kind of get where they were going with that a little. Bit. It was an episode that was probably needed. Uh, I'll be honest. If, if there's one episode of Ava that kind of made me gloss over. Oh, excluding the um, recap episode. But um, if, the, if one episode that made me kind of go, like, okay, I get it. Well, that was probably that one. Just yeah. I'm like, ah, Gendo. Get See, it, I asshole. was looking for that episode to do more than it did. Because gotcha. me being the guy that needs the You plot, need the narrative, yeah. I was like, all right, finally. Somebody to just come in here and just, it's like like in Darling, right? How they had that one episode of like Dr. Franks just being like, here's everything, guys. That's what I needed. That's what I needed. And I'm, I'm glad are, I- didn't. Are you saying that- Darling and the Franks is similar to Neon Genesis Evangelion? You know, I've been doing a lot of research, and I've concluded that, like, maybe. <laughs> Strong maybe. You um, said that show wasn't bad. We'll get to that We'll later. revisit that. <laughs> we'll get back to that topic some other time. But yeah, Fuyutsuki, he was, I loved his, like, constant presence in the background. He was some at some moments he felt like he was pushing Gendo. Some moments he was like, "Oh, Gendo's going crazy again." Mm-hmm. So he had a very interesting role in the story. I loved. Um, I'm not gonna remember any of their names, but I loved the three the three main characters who operated like the nerve. Um, I guess to say control panel, the yes. ones who are monitoring all the Ava pilots. Yes, there because he had the one with the glasses, the dude with long hair, and the girl. They were working a very interesting part in the show because. Yeah. 
they they subtly me, got development as the show went on. They did. It was subtly, very. It was very subtle. It was very subtle development. But they, to me, seem to be more like narrators than anything else. Oh, that's a good point. Because they did a lot of play-by-play commentary of what was. They were happening. basically commentators. They were commentators. They were like filling what us was in. Happening like. What's behind this, especially in End of Ava. Yeah, we'll get um, to that in a minute. We'll, which we'll get to. But I, I think that they really played the part of just being like extraneous. They, like Filling us in. I'd say. Filling they us really, in on Because like, once, because yeah. we could see in Ava's like arm getting ripped off or whatever, yeah. but we don't understand the gravitas. And they will say like, okay, this is happening right now. I'm like, okay, fucking good. I need this information. Yes. You're basically Kevin Kelly. Yeah, exa- Kevin Kelly. Yeah, and JR. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I loved them. Um you know, it was and it was there was subtle little things in here. It's like, all right, does the one in the glasses have a thing for Masato? Um, yeah. So that that's kind of cool. The way they just like they did all these things, it was very it was gradual over the course of the series. They never had they never felt the ham the need to hammer any of it home. Mm-hmm. And Ritsuko is bullying all of them because Ritsuko is a very um, she smoked a lot. She was a bully of a woman who smoked a lot. Ritsuko was a very interesting character in that she kind of could have gone any way yes in that story and she maintained like i don't know like who she was on the side of who she was like with like was she kind of masato's friend because that relationship was really weird because you know they'd go for drinks sometimes but it was clear they were better friends at one point yeah they, they made it very clear like because when they went for drinks i think it was risco said hey we haven't done this in a while it felt like they were way better friends at some point in yeah. the story. But that had changed for some reason. That had changed. And, like, you see Ritsuko come over to Misato's apartment with, yeah. like, the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, once. I yeah. have to play a game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's a very weird relationship between the two. And, of course... See, it seems like a strained friendship, which I liked. It does. Because that's, that's a very human take. Like, hey, friendships, sometimes they get strained and they're hard to maintain and rebuild. It does. So and that was really cool for me to see that. Ritsuko is a character that became a lot more interesting to me as the series went on. Oh, totally. Um, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, whatever. She's she was like the this, stern. Like a scientist kind of person. She, it kind of, she was bad cop almost to Masato's good cop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In, yes, in, in the very beginning, where Masato was the motherly one pushing Shinji into the pilot, Ritsuko was the one like, all right, bring out Rei. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not dead. Right, but put her in. She's she's bleeding to death, but she's not dead. But so, whatever, just yeah, get her so out here. Put her in the robot. Yeah, she I I think was the voice of Gendo when Gendo wasn't around. Right, you know, she's that kind of like uh, uh, probably because you know. Well, their their mouths touch a lot. So yeah, he, their so mouths. He, so, touch. so 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 he, like his voice literally transferred through her throat. Yes, and, 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 and other parts of theirs have touched as well. Um, uh But yeah, R- Ritsuko plays an interesting part in this show. Um, I think, but you know. It, to kind of the point of other side characters, I do think that she had kind of a, a bigger role in pushing things along as yeah. the show went. Right. Um, she had more distinct relationships with each character. Yes. She was also kind of playing this role of like, do I get emotionally attached to these children or do I kind of play more of a like a Gendo kind yeah, of yeah. Or like, do I be more stern? Right. Because yeah. her mother, of course, is somebody that she talks about quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Her mother comes up a lot. <laughs> yeah. And how her mother created the Magi to be, what was it? It was like, her herself as a mother, yes. Herself as a, a, a woman, woman, and herself as like a third one, a, a lover or something like yeah, that. Or herself as know. as a as a lady with purple hair. Um, what are the genes there? How did Ritsko get blonde hair? It's never. It's, I think you know it was dyed. Oh, because actually, I th- could did, be dyed. Did she have some like dark roots? I don't remember. I'm trying I don't know. To... I, I, no, there were, no, because there was a scene earlier on where they showed her, and she was she had a different hair color. That's right, she yeah. did. Oh. So it was dyed. Weird. But cool, they address it. I yeah. love, I love when anime addresses the crazy hair. It's nice. I'm yeah. like, ah, cool, cool. That, that's pretty. But Masato cool. always, Masato always had the purple hair. I believe so. 
Yeah. It's hard to tell because I think the, the flashback with Masato. Oh, we even talked. We haven't even talked about Masato's dad yet. Oh yeah, um, uh, Doctor Kutaragi. Yep. Right. Um, so, yep. Kutsuragi. Ku, um, Katsuragi. Katsuragi. Doctor Katsuragi. Yep. Katsuragi. Yes. Masato, I so. mean, because that—that's a whole other part of the story that I think was also glossed over. Yeah. That I would—I would love to know more about. Is, oh, the second impact. Is the second impact, and yeah. like what exactly triggered the second impact, and of course. Due to supplementary materials, I have been able to figure I out. I think they did cover the second impact. What triggered the second yeah. impact? They they did a good job at giving you kind of an idea of what triggered yeah, yeah, the yeah. second impact without coming out and telling you yeah. exactly what triggered it, which this show does a really good job of doing. is like they, almost telling you something, but not quite. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I love. Oh, got fill, it. It fill frustrated me. I can fill in the blanks myself. I will spend more time with what matters. Give me more of the characters. Yeah. I'll fill in the blanks. Yeah. And then, yeah, the great scene, you know... Um, yeah, Doctor Doctor Katsuragi put the cross around Masato's necklace. Sorry, the, yes. sorry the, yeah, the cross around Masato's neck. She's in the little in the little silo, the little pod, mm -hmm. looking back um, at like and seeing like you know all the destruction and the chaos. It's like, oh, everyone, oh, my dad's dead, and everyone's dead. Cool. How'd I'm, she get home? Don't know. But if you want to have owned one of the key frames of animation for that scene, wow, better rip out six thousand dollars because. It was either four or six thousand dollars last time I checked on eBay. Like oh, the actual, on. the actual sell. I got that right here. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's my six thousand dollars. That's my six thousand dollars going right on the wall right there. Mm. Get to look at a young torture Masato for the rest of my days. Rest of Fantastic. my Fantastic. Rest of my days. But um, yeah, but yeah, I I think that that was an interesting plot point with the second impact, and of course, yep. the first impact was the impact that created humans yes. and uh, society as we know it. Yep. Um. Yeah. We, man. Ah. Let's also talk about another kind of character or group of characters. Let's talk about the angels. Yeah, sure. Um, what were your impressions of the angels? What What did you like about them? What did you not like about them, if anything? Like, what what were what were they to you? I guess as the show went along, I really liked what they did with the angels because um, it all a lot of shows and a lot of especially anything in the superhero genre, they'll have the narrative where the enemy is this vast unknown uh destructive force that you don't you're not supposed to know anything about right and for in order for that narrative to succeed your main cast has to be strong which der ava so i was fine with not really knowing too much about the angels but they did explain how the angels were like you know the predecessors to humanity right so right. I don't remember if that was in the original series or there if was, was in the end of Ava, a but, uh, again like things are getting mixed up. I know they didn't explain it in the series because yes. like I had to look at so much shit at, after the series to figure it out. Because yeah. my one of my big questions is what are the angels? Yeah, yeah, and that's a big question that you get if you Google something about Ava. It's like what are the angels? What are the Avas? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep, because people want a straight answer. And the angels, from what I from what I've gathered, yeah, um. The humans are children of Lilith, yes, who is one of like those huge uh, godlike beings, right. right, with the black moon, yep, and which is, as we find out in End of Ava, it turns out to be the Geo Front, is yep, on the black moon, yeah, um, and the angels are children of Adam, right. I think it's children of knowledge are children of Lilith, which yeah. are humans, and children of uh, something else, yeah, yeah, the children of Adam, and those right. are the angels, right. So angels and humans just come from a different. Uh, yeah. different um, origins, yes. I guess. Um, and angels are significantly more, like, significantly more powerful, as we've right. seen. Yes. Uh, but I, I think that the angels were a very interesting foil. Yeah. Because I, I feel like a lot of series tend to be like, okay, um, 
here's the new guy, yeah, new boss, same yeah. as the old boss kind of mentality. Right. Every angel was different. That's what I loved. And every angel pushed them to think in a different way. That goes back to why I love the show as a mech, because yes. the strategy you needed to use changed. You know, the answer wasn't a big fucking drill, for example, or, or <laughs> a bigger drill. All right, we're going to, all right, all right, <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it was great because it just pushed them to think more, and that's why I love that militaristic aspect in my mechs. Yes, and that, that was pretty cool. And, and talking about angels, let's talk about one of the angels, who is Kawaru. Yep. Kawaru, 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 like Kawaru. Yeah. I feel like everyone in the, I feel like everyone in both dubs pronounce it differently. They really do. It's, it's yeah. a difference across the board, and it, they can't even agree in all the official Ava material. I'm sure there's an official romanization of the name, but some people put a W. That was a deep neck crack, by the way. That probably, oh, that you. probably picked up on the mic. Oh, I hope it did. I heard it from, it really I heard good. it from here. We're a couple feet away from each other. Anyway. So Kaoru was very interesting because he was what this, I forget the number of angel he was. He's the 17th. He was a seven, the 18th angel is people. Yes. Because, you know, they, they're delineated from similar yes. origin. Yeah, yes. but anyway. So Kaoru, he, his role in Ava gets uh, expanded a lot in other materials. Mm -hmm. um, you know, rebuild and this and the manga. Because it's weird. There's also just for the record. For those who are wondering, is Ava based off anything? No. It's a television original. However, Ava's Ava and had a lot of production troubles. Mm -hmm. So the manga actually came out first because the show got delayed. But they're like, fuck it. You got to launch the manga. We're already signed all the contracts. So, wow. But if anyone's confused by this, no. The manga is an original story based on the TV series. Wow. It's Yeah, the TV is the, you know, the TV's original source. Wow. So Kaoru's role gets expanded a lot in other materials. So now in my head, I'm filtering those out mm -hmm. and just trying to remember the one episode he was in. Yes. I loved it because suddenly there was a fourth waifu for Shinji and it was a boy. This goes back to the differences between the two dubs. Yeah. You know, there's a scene of them in like the, in the tub. I think their hands touch. Shinji's blushing because all he did was around Kaoru was keep blushing. Yep. Because, yep. you know, he's developing. His sense of lust is developing. Maybe his sense of sexuality even. He doesn't know how he feels about anybody. Mm -hmm. He wants to, you know, he has, he has lustful feelings towards his surrogate family. So he's, a conf you know, he's confused. And, yeah. you're, and isn't that you're a teenager, so that's very natural. And suddenly this dashing young boy comes into his life. And here's the thing. In the original dub, you know, after it gets Kaoru gets out of the tub, there's a, a couple lines of dialogue, and then the line comes out where he says, I love you. He says, I like you in the Netflix dub. And for some reason, this caused so much outrage. Hmm. Really? This caused a whirlpool of controversy when the dub came out because people accused Netflix of trying to wipe away the gay the gay undertones. I'm like, you can't do that. They're very much present in the animation. Oh, they're very much there. They're fucking yeah. there. No, no, no. It, it was there the whole time, and yeah. it was still very clear. And honestly, okay, because I, I can come out with I can come at this from two different angles. I'll give you both real quick. Mm. I can give you how the line read in Japanese, and I can give you artistic liberty, mm. like just from a just from a um, uh, adaptation standpoint. Sure. The actual word. That Kaoru used in the dub, sorry, in the in the in the original Japanese, he said a word that can be roughly he said ski, which uh, ski, which can either translate to love or like. It all depends on the context. I see. So people translate it both ways. Um, personally, 
I thought the translation was actually more appropriate here mm. because especially since he was specifically saying it towards Shinji. If two, four, you know, you know, Karu, you know, we learned he's an angel, but if, if one boy, especially in that age, is trying to tell another boy he might have feelings for him, saying you like them, in my mind, is way more appropriate. And it kind of plays in to Shinji's whole confusion about the situation. That's a big thing with Shinji. He's confused about how he feels about Kaoru. And the fact that he has to kill them at the end of the episode really confuses the boy. And so, yeah. I, that's, that's just, my, uh, uh, that's just my, why I do address the dub controversy. I actually prefer very, it's, it gets so minimal. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but I feel like I have to address it. Yes. I marginally prefer, prefer the way they handle it in the Netflix dub. Very marginally. The way I saw Kaoru mm. was, I think he came in the series too late. He did. Vastly too late. Yes. Um, he came in, and within that episode, he was dead. Yeah. Uh, and I just don't think he was around enough to make a believable, lasting impact on Shinji. Yeah. But he clearly did, which kind of makes me think that the entire time that like Shinji was hanging out with Kaoru and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I thought that it might have been a fever dream of some sort okay. because it happened so quickly and fast. And like, where'd this guy come from? He's gonna pile up the new Ava. Yeah. What the hell is this? Where'd they get him? Well, I, I th- honestly, uh, none of that's ever answered. Really. Well, they they say they brought him in from somewhere. They yeah. they, they do address it, and we we had to also maybe address why they had to bring him in because our, our favorite girl Asuka was going through a bout of crippling depression to the point. She was comatose and almost died. Yeah. She was content to let herself yes. die in a tub in an abandoned building. Boy, we... Yep. I thought we covered all the main points about the main characters, Boy. but we did not. Yeah, no, Asuka basically was withering away to death. Her sink rates plummeted because in, yes. one of the, in one of the angel battles, she had all the flashbacks to her mother we mentioned in part one of this uh, two-parter. She had all those flashbacks, and the depression was so crippling because now... She can no longer pilot Neva. Mm-hmm. So her whole existence, her whole reason for, you know, Kaji didn't want to do anything with her. And now she can't even pilot an Ava. So all her reasons for existing in this world are, are disappearing. Yeah, gone. And she's never minded about, you know, the death of her mother. So she can't even bring herself to pilot the Ava anymore. And she's literally withering away to death because she's so depressed she can't move. And that's why we get Kaudu. And for me, I got the, um, he was brought in too late. And in other adaptations of the story, they've addressed it, and, and they've um, and they've done, and they've introduced him way earlier, mm. as he was probably originally intended. But then, Ava was such a disaster behind the scenes that I understand things went wrong. Sure, but for me, I interpreted it as that Shinji had a lot of feelings for the guy, and it confused him. So, the, mm. and he was really upset about the fact that he had to kill him because I definitely could understand if he had a, a romantic feelings for for him well what i really liked about kaoru right mm-hmm. what i didn't like of course as we said was like okay a little too late it was a yeah. little too little too late yeah. to have that kind of relationship in the show i think um but the thing that i did really like about it right is that at the end of the day when i was watching kaoru is the only character i saw express genuine affinity for shinji mm, yep which was very important because I don't think any character up until that point 
went to Shinji and like, you know, translation aside, right. said, I like you. Exactly. Or I love you. Exactly. And Karu was the only person throughout the entire series. And you, we know how fucked up Shinji is from not being told that by his own father, right? Right. Misato, kind of weird relationship between the two as we've addressed. Yeah. But at no point, I think, did yep. Misato ever say, I love you or I like you or I'm happy to be with you. I think I think she said at one point where she, like, like you know, there, I don't think she. Or, yeah. or it was an implied feeling, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, but, there was a few lines that, you know. But Karu came out to me as a character that outright came up to Shinji within the same time that he met him. Yeah. Within five minutes and just said, hey, I like you. Yep. You're cool. Let's hang out. Yep. That I will I will probably say that that has never happened to Shinji before, other than with his friends at school, yes. like a Toji or like a, the other guy with the camera, or whatever. Exactly. Um, and now Shinji's confused because this boy is super cute. He's really cute, <laughs> and he has a red eyes. Yep. Oh, more red eyes. That's not weird at all. <laughs> that's not strange. Might be Shinji's kink. We don't know. It could be his kink. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, is he Yui? Probably. Um, but he he comes in right, uh, and. It does, I'm know. not ready. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Shinji Yui. If we do a crackpot video on that, I'd be so happy. But keep going. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, that that's what I appreciated about his character is right. that he was... Shinji, I feel like, opens up so much to him. Right. Because he likes Shinji. Yes. Or he at least leads he, he Shinji. Something for he Shinji. feels that he likes him. A deep affinity for him. So that. I'm like, okay. Finally, Shinji has like somebody that to he can act open who, up to who cares about him, and you said it best. Like there, and there's no ulterior motives. There's right. no other reason for them right. to like him. Right. Um. You know, it's not his. It's not his mom. Maybe in a clone, it's not a girl who's who who's who hates him in uh, in Asuka, who loves and hates him in some ways. Yes, and it's not Masato who likes him, but with a guise of I still have to get him to do something. And then we learned at the end of Ava, she might really like him. Wow. And there's also there's, I have thoughts about that too. And there's also let's address okay, can I can also we've been dancing around this for a little bit. Yes. Um when Shinji was going through the very rough patch, I think it was it might have been I'm trying to remember the chronologically, because Ava, to me, it's just so much emotion that whenever I think about it, I can't keep the narrative. It's straight. hard to keep a timeline on it. But um it might be 22, 23, maybe. I, I forget the catalyst. Maybe when maybe when the when maybe when Ray 2 sacrificed herself. I forgot what it was. There's a big catalyst. Shinji was distraught. And this one action really changed the dynamic of the relationship between Masato and Shinji for me. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Where Masato was like, I forget what the line was, but she's like, I want to help you or I wish I knew I can, how I can help you. And then it cuts to the two of their hands on it. Because she's sitting on, Shinji's like, like sitting on his bed, doesn't know what to do, he's depressed. Masato sits next to him. And then it cuts to their hand and Masato says, all, all I can do is, while she puts her hand on Shinji's, and Shinji freaks out. And then... My first time watching it, I, 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 my honest thought was, no, that can't be what I think it was. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, she did not just offer to, no, 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 Misato, no, no. And he's then, 14. And then, know? and then the, the end of the series happened where Masada was like, during her emotional climax in episode 26, I believe, right? Where she was like, when she really addressed her whole, her, how, she was blaming herself for using sexuality in certain ways to get things out of people. And I'm like, oh, she might have very much done what I thought she did. Uh huh. So, yeah. So Shinji had that going on in his head when he met Kaoru. And it's, that's a much more innocent romance compared mm -hmm. to, like, 
my surrogate mom offered to do me. <laughs> Can't even say it without kind of freaking out. But um, yeah. So Shinji, you know, so Kado had he did have a, a role in the story. Um, everyone wished he got introduced earlier, and in yeah. various iterations, he did. Mm. Cool dude. I'm gonna give him the cool dude badge. Cool dude. And he basically begs Shinji to kill him at one point. Yeah. And Shinji, he get the old, he had he had him in the hand of the. Basically, he held Kaoru in the hand of the Ava and then did the whole squish. Yeah. <sighs> Kaoru is... It brings to mind the question that a lot of people... Uh, a lot of people do in this series. Like, okay. cool dude, what is he? You know? Like, wh what the hell is he? Right? He's an angel? Yeah. Right? I, I guess. But, like, what wh what is he? Uh, where Where did he come from? What is his purpose here? Like, what is he doing? What is he trying to do? Yeah. I need some things explained. <laughs> you know? I just need some things. I know. And I and maybe I'm too lenient just because of the strong emotional impact. But then again, we could address this in a, in a couple of minutes when we uh, discuss the end mm -hmm. of Evangelion. Because he gets a little more explained there. He does. He does. But he, he only does. marginally. Everything gets a little more explained marginally <laughs> like very little bit should we take a little pause before we, we talk about the end of ava let's take a pause but you know since we are kind of uh, coming to the close of our uh evangelion series proper the series proper yeah. um group of episodes yeah, yeah i mean does it hold up oh fuck yeah yeah i mean obviously it does i have I, to tell one in story. that way yeah yes continue i'm sorry i have to tell one story because i knew because like on the theme of the show is like we, we like to generally ask a question is this anime bad are we going to keep watching after three episodes this is the first time i knew the answer going in because i've been telling people to watch ava forever and recently we went to a friend's housewarming party <laughs> a mutual friend and um uh it was the classic bouncy um i'm going to black out for 45 minutes and then sit down for 15 minutes and then be fine you've done this since i know <laughs> since we've been drinking together which um, yes. we're, we're 27 now, so uh, probably seven years. About approximately, yeah. Probably mm -hmm. approximately seven years yeah. because, you know, we went to other countries where we can do it. We can drink legally over there. Mm -hmm. um, so you have this thing where you'll just black out for 45 minutes, then sit down and you're fine. Then you're actually fine. I don't know if you just chug water by yourself because your body just, you don't even remember. Like, I don't know how I do it. I, I, I don't know. There's, I, I, have no, I have no answer for you. I have several great stories, but this one's relevant to the podcast. We were with a bunch of weebs. And um, the weebs took over the music uh, situation. So they're playing a bunch of music. I found the, um, the laptop or the device. And I, uh -huh. and I, and I, put, the, the, I put the theme of Dave Angelian on the... Um, a Cruel Angels thesis. thesis yes, which, I, which, which I learned every word of before I actually watched the show. I, don't, oh. I, I should have mentioned that. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring that up real quick. That's, that's a real, real quick story because I was studying in Japan for a few months. And and everyone knew i liked anime and so everyone said did you watch ava yet and i said no and they said oh you bum you bum some something to that effect and then but then again even people who i didn't know they would just put on cruel angels thesis because it's, it's a hit song over there yeah it's a very popular tune it's, it's a, a really good track it's a great song it's, it's a karaoke so night staple good. so i knew that was, that was 2014 so i knew the song for seven years before i actually watched the show wow i knew every word anyway incredible at this housewarming party you you might have entered the state I mentioned, and to this group of weebs who took over the music, you just turned to them. I was like, you just turned to them. I can't do your slur very well when you're when you're gone. And you just went, 
Have you watched Ava yet? No, no, John, we haven't. Watch Evangelion. <laughs> you were adamant. And it was so fun to meet fun for me. I specifically accosted our friend Mike's girlfriend. Yeah. And I, I was like Oh, so I, you remember this? Yeah, no, I went up to her and I, I, I was like, Have you watched Evangelion? And she was like, No, I haven't. I was like, Well, do it. Do it right now. <laughs> oh, I thought you oh I, I didn't realize you weren't even blackout. <laughs> you just wanted everyone. I was near. I you, was, was, you were getting close. Yeah, I was quick. On, on the cusp, but that's amazing. Yeah. So that so you know, you know, long story short, too yes. late. Um I this show holds up. I mean, there's a reason why it's so beloved. Holds it, up. In, yeah. in in Japan, it's like one of the most mainstream anime there is. Yes. Because like if you say Dragon Ball or Ava, people roll their eyes like, okay, one of these fans. Like you only mm. watch the popular stuff. Yeah. Where it's funny, Ava became more niche in America, but in Japan, it's just the big deal. And it's it, there's a reason. It is groundbreaking, especially when you consider the show was made in '95. I adored the original series, and I adored a lot of what's came out after it. And for me. I recommend Ava to people who don't watch anime. Mm-hmm. I just love Ava as a story. It's challenging in all the right ways. It's fun. Like the first couple episodes are really fun. And then the escalation, the escalation of insanity, I like to call it around episode 16. A lot of my favorite shows have that escalation around the halfway point. Mm-hmm. And Ava, it's this escalation of just like madness and dread. Yeah. When I loved it, just I, really feeling for these characters. So I, I recommend Ava to anybody. Yeah. I, I think it's a testament that in 2021, yeah, like we can watch an anime from 1995. Yeah. And still, and feel- at the end of it, be like, that was one of the greatest things I've ever watched. Yeah. And like I said, and it, it really is. It, it really it, is. It, it really is, is for it, me. And you know, it may not be my favorite anime of all time, mm-hmm. but it is one thing that I am so happy that I did get to experience. Exactly. And I think that everybody, if you like anime, if you don't, yeah, should try should watch it. It's 26 episodes. Go. And one of them's a recap episode that you can realistically skip. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it just, it holds up definitely. Definitely. Um, it will till the ends of time. Yeah. Because I, I think it's just one of those pieces of art that is at such an interesting place. And of course, by its creator, Hideaki Anno is like, just like a, such a staple Yes. of the entire culture behind anime yeah. yep. and the entire culture behind just good stories. Yeah, just good It's story. just a good story. That's the thing. It's the a great, great, good story with some great as fucking characters. Much as, I, as much as I blow up about the lack of uh, detail. You know, detail and uh, the lack of, um, what do you call it, payoff, <laughs> uh, it, it, is, it is fantastic by every margin. Right. And it should be be held in very high regard as it has been for a very long time right so completely so anyone anyone listening right now if you know if you need to convince your friends to watch ava go do it what are you doing yeah from our perspective at least it holds up it's like i said my my new favorite anime one of my new favorite media franchises ever love it to death and it you know it just recently concluded with the rebuild series and now i get to enjoy it for the end of time. So I'm very grateful for Hideaki Anno. Um, I can't wait to watch all the, all the cutie honey stuff you did for no reason. <laughs> so um, yeah, thank you, Anno. Um, you're a cool dude. He's a cool dude. If uh, that, the now he's moved on my list to probably in my top five of people I want to have a beer with. And of yes. course, it has to be Ebisu, or we're doing this wrong, or not, or not. Yeah, I mean, it it, it could be piss in a can, and if he's drinking it, I'm gonna drink it. Well, either way, everybody, thanks for listening. 
Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for listening to our first two-parter. Yes, it holds oh, up. It holds up. Go watch it. Oh, if you if you haven't watched it, I'm sorry. Because yeah, just go it. just go do it. it. It's it's necessary. Yeah, if you you've been completely spoiled, but you know, um, but if if you need to convince someone to watch it, mainly go go convince them. What are yes, you doing? Exactly. Bull, bully them if you have to. Exactly. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Uh, with the end of Evangelion, which yeah, that's the to next. We, we 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 reached the end of the series, but not the end of the original continuity. Nope. So we're going to get to that right after this. Um, also, because I, I wanted to take a second at the end um, okay. for a bit of a bonus. So I have yet to tell you, because I, th- I didn't deem it important enough to talk about it during the actual podcast. Okay. But uh, I'm going to leave this in as a, like a little bit at the end. Sure. Do you want to know the thing I hated the most about Evangelion? Yeah, sure. The thing that ate ate my bones okay every single day the thing that just fucking every day every episode i just could not fucking stand it do you okay. want to know what that was i think i might know the sounds of the bugs really the bug sounds the cicadas the cicada sounds every scene that they're outside these fucking cicadas ah! they're the loudest thing in the show by a margin. Right. The character's dialogue That's has a- to live within the cicada sounds. Every fucking episode I watched, they were outside at school. I would all I always hear is That's a very interesting critique. Oh my God. If the sound guy for this show could turn that down like five dB, this show would be a perfect show. <laughs> that that's completely like, oh my, oh my God. I, the cicadas was the big thing you hated? I was so mad. I was like, can you stop? Can somebody just fade this track out after like wow. two seconds? Because through every scene, they're outside. Just fucking cicadas everywhere. See, I, I'll be honest. Um, Who knows? That might have actually started with Ava because now cicada sounds in anime are ubiquitous. It's everywhere, right? But um, at least... I don't know. Of- I, I, have no, I have no... By the way, for the actual anime historians out there, I have no re- nothing to base that claim on or uh, that ideal. But, you know, yes. who knows? Ava influence so much but i've knows. seen a lot of these i've heard a lot of them in uh like for example devil man crybaby they're in there oh yeah uh like in a lot well, of devil man crybaby took a lot of influence from ava sure we'll get to that but later, in a lot of the shows date. that i've been watching recently when they have outdoor scenes they're a cicada track right sure ava they're 10 times louder than everywhere else might have been the early stages or oh, trying to understand the, uh, the levels yeah oh my god it was it it honestly killed me i was like this it was so annoying especially during like the scenes where they would stay on a still for like three minutes oh yeah the real like, the real artsy oh, scenes god yeah at first i didn't know how to handle those scenes in particular but i, I learned to love them because of all the fucking tension they yeah played. no it, it was good in terms of like oh wow I'm, I'm glad that they get to let me like sit with this and stuff like yeah that, but not with cicada sounds jeez oh my god those were so annoying that the is, entire that time is, that is the most interesting critique i have ever heard that's of my biggest critique i just didn't deem it important enough to, to talk about it in the main show yeah it's fine i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad you got it i'm glad you got to get it off your chest i needed to get it what did you think my my critique was I didn't really think about it too much. I, I assumed it was sound related. Interesting. Yeah, I assumed that it was. Either, I assumed it was sound related, but I couldn't gather what it was. I didn't spend too much time thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I was thought. I thought. I thought your biggest critique actually would have been the plot elements, where how they, now they got the payoff. Yeah, sure. I mean that that hurt, but you know, the cicadas are what drove you crazy. Oh, cicadas drove me crazy. That and oh my god, the, the sound effects were insane throughout the series. Yeah, that they were on that subject, but like the um. That sound that kind of sounds like a, a distorted ambulance. Yeah. Like the dun 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 yeah, 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 dun yeah. dun. 
Like, what, yeah. what, it kind of sounded like your your mind breaking. Yeah. And I, that was crazy. I, I loved hearing that. The, the, the sound design in this anime, with the exception of Cicadas, I guess, was pretty solid. Uh, the music was pretty good, too. The music was actually very Toku-inspired, very Ultraman, very Rider. And I that might have been an Ano's direction. Like, hey, make it sound like this. Yeah. It, and it, some of it found it very triumphant. I got notes of Gundam and Bat- Battleship Yamato. Basically, everything Ano loves. Because Ano didn't have a hand in the music, but I can see him giving it the green light unequivocally yes completely yeah masado's theme is probably my favorite song it's the dun, 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 oh, down arrow that one's really good yeah there's there's a lot of really f- i love the fun sounding themes yeah oscars and then rays which is just sad oh yeah we're, it's, we're, it's just haunting. Sad. haunting it's just haunting yeah 100 yeah um, wow i love how we're two hours in and it's like oh music yeah, I figured after two hours in, I'd finally bring up the fucking cicadas. That's a very um, interesting critique. I'm so that's I'm very glad you brought that up. It's just, it's I, just, I don't even have a response. I'm like, had to turn it down. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, sorry I I'm not pissed at there being cicada noises. Just, turn, just, just, just don't turn make it, it the down. main thing, you know. It's just, turn it down. Turn it down. Anyway, yeah. Well, right. so Ava, good. Yeah, fucking bye, bye, everybody. It's bad. Wow, oh my god, what a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxisaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss in your ear podcast network